This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to some sort of the Cooler Jets podcast. We're Ben Blessington and Michael Nania. We've been talking about a few interviews we have lined up for this week. Second of which, Trey Dean, undrafted free agent safety that the Jets brought in. A lot of fans pretty high on this guy. Trey, what can you uh, tell Jets fans about yourself? I know Michael and I have watched a bit of your film. A lot, As I was saying, a lot of fans have been checking out your YouTube highlights and are pretty excited about what you might be able to bring. But from your perspective, what do you bring uh, to the New York Jets? Well, you know, just like a player that came, you know, from an SEC school that, you know, was really coming in ready to play. You know, I want to do everything in my power to, you know, to help the Jets win a, um, you know, a championship in every, every way, form, and fashion that I can. You know, I feel like my game will help. Help the Jets, help the team a lot, no matter whether it's on special teams or even impacting the games. Um, felt like my playing style, you know, you know my um, measurables and everything that I bring to the table. You know, I think they have with the piece that the Jets was missing. I think um, they have found it in me. What was your your process from you know leaving Florida and you know going through the draft process, getting to the Jets, that whole undrafted free agent process as well? I don't know if you're familiar with the history of this podcast, but three years ago we had a. Uh, Bryce Huff on when he was when he had just signed with the Jets as an undrafted free agent out of Memphis. And after the interview, we we felt really high on him. And he's a guy who's certainly made his mark on this team, has lined himself up to certainly get a second contract and should make a big impact this year. So we have good luck with the undrafted free agents. What was your process in particular like though? Well, you know, going into the process, you know, I was a pretty ranked high safety. You know, I went through the process coming out of um after college, you know, um in the pre-job process, you know, I have got I had got hurt. So, you know, that really hurt me. You know, I came um after the senior bowl. I was MVP of the senior bowl and stuff like that. People think, you know, I was going to be a top safety coming off the board. But then, you know, I had got hurt. Um, I got flat at the combine because of uh, injury. But now, you know, um, I'm 100%. I'm glad that I chose to be a Jet. And, you know, my coaching staff, you know, I, they have a great coaching staff. And I think that coaching staff and my and my playing style most together in a great way. And it's helped me to become a great player. Like people people going to see that coming in um, this fall. I was looking at some of your measurables coming out of the draft, and I saw that you had 25 reps on the bench press, which is really impressive for a safety. It's one of the best numbers ever. So I was wondering what kind of training went into you putting up those numbers, and how could how could I or anyone listening <laughs> to this podcast maybe hit 25 reps one day? Well, you know, I you know I have <laughs> a lot. I'm gonna give a lot to God. You know, God gave me a special talent. You know, um, big, strong, and fast. You know. Um, so, like, you know, I just – at the end of the day, I'm going to continue to work hard. You know, my work hard – my hard work paid off, you know, at that particular time. And, you know, um, don't get me wrong, you know, with my injury, you know, my 40 doesn't didn't really exploit how fast I really am. But uh, the Jets – the Jets coaching staff and their training staff really know what type of player they got in me. 
And, you know, each day I walk in there, you know, I try to get, I'm going to give them all every chance I get. And, you know, I'm going to make the Jets fans really, really happy. Yeah, and there are so many great undrafted players that come out every single year. Jets fans know a few of them. Wink Rebet is one of their all-time favorite undrafted guys. Bryce Huff, like you mentioned, is a great undrafted player in the team right now. So there's always a lot of great players who slip through the cracks, go undrafted. What do you think, you know, scouts missed about you? And what are you looking to do to prove some of them wrong? Well, you know, coming on with the injury, you know, people not going to um, – just like when you go to the store, you're not going to pur- purchase damaged goods. And now the scouts see that, okay, he's, re- he's really a ball player and he, uh, he's really not hurt anymore. You know, that's that take a big step forward. So I know the Jets know that, you know, um, especially like in the diamond in the rough. And, you know, sometimes you find really big diamonds in the rough. And I feel like I'm a lot of that category, you know, um, not only saying on the field, ball the field, I'm going to do everything in my part, like in the fair room, you know. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm coming here to take a job, you know. I'm not coming here to be, you know – Say you know, um, no matter if it's a job on special teams, a job you know on uh, on the defense, but I come here, I'm gonna give them all, and whatever the Chiefs, you know, whatever God says the Chiefs gonna lie, they gonna lie. But you know, uh, I'm gonna give a lot of people a run for their money. What went into choosing the Jets as as the team you signed with uh, as an undrafted free agent? Well, one thing you know, at the end of the day, I want to join a team that's gonna win. You know, um, and, you know, the Jets put a lot of great pieces around uh, with Aaron Rodgers stuff like that, and I feel like we have a great chance to win. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be competition competition everywhere. So if you're going to a team talking about well, this, they only got five safeties, they only got four, they only got two safeties. At the end of the day, you're going to compete everywhere, you know. And compete, competing runs in my veins. So, you know, I'm not shying away from anything. So, you know, um, just the will to win. And, you know, um, Coach um, Coach M, you know, um, he went to the University of Florida as well. You know, um, he said, you know, like the whole coaching style, the way they run things and everything, they just fit my scheme of style of play that I play week in and week out. And, um, but like helping me become a better player, not on the field, but off the field, ultimately go and win the championship. What's been uh what's what's been Coach Sala's message uh to the team? Because like as you said, it's a big season with a lot of expectations. We talked to Thomas Morstead yesterday's the the punter, but he talked about how just this is a confident team, ready to compete. Um, but how does Sala kind of rein you guys in and keep you guys focused? What is his kind of message day in and day out? Well, I mean, he's really you know. Everything that you do, you gotta be like just deliberate, and you know everything matters. Even little th- little things, you know, little things turn into big things. So stuff like that, especially in these last these last these next forty days, is gonna be big. Like you lose and win games in these last in these next forty days, you know, people don't understand that the the, the game is really won in the off season. You think you're gonna come in like this this August and it's just gonna turn on? It's not gonna happen. So working and at the end of the day, it's not college. So you're not gonna be in college just being babysitter. So you got this workout. We gotta do X, Y, and Z. We gotta do team bonding. Not nah, it's anything we all want. You know, we got to hold each other accountable. Like, make sure we're doing the things we need to do. And, you know, like you said, like, the game's going to be won these last 40 days. And uh, I feel like our team, you know, we got a great – a lot of work. There's a lot of people that I take off of, you know, like DJ Reed. I'm going to do – I like doing his play, you know. So, I, I pick people like that. You know, they got a lot of great options that you can take and take your – help your game elevate from learning from other vets around. And I think we got a lot of great vets and a lot of great team. And, you know, I'm glad to be a part of it. And I feel like I can impact the team as well. Yeah, I've heard uh, Sala refer to this as uh, me phase, I think it is. How are you kind of spending me phase these next 40 days? You mentioned DJ Reed's plan. Is that kind of what you're planning to follow? Well, yeah, so, you know, like, you know, like like now I'm a, you know, professional football player. So, you know, I'm going to work on necessary things I need to, you know, make sure I know the playbook down to the T because, like, if you don't know the plays, you don't get in at all, you know. I'm going to do everything in my power, you know, to work on the different things that I need to help me become not only a better football player, but, you know, help my instincts and everything. So when it comes to go to training camp, I can play lights out, you know, do the things I need to do.
Yeah, and you mentioned DJ Reed, but the Jets have a lot of experience, really accomplished starters in that secondary. Obviously, Sauce had a great year last year, but at safety, Jordan Whitehead, Chuck Clark, uh, Jets actually just signed Adrian Amos. A lot of experience in that safety room and the DB room overall. So what are some of the things you've learned so far uh, from playing alongside those guys? Well, you know, you see guys like coming in there, you know, you take bits and pieces, you know, they're a veteran for a reason. They've been in the league for a long time for a reason. And I'll get me wrong, the players are a great addition, but I feel like the coaching is the bigger addition, you know, of course. Which M, you know, he teaches a lot of things. He holds us a high accountable. So it's like, if you're going to be in that room, you're not going to survive that room if you're not executing or making plays or making each other better and doing things you need to do to help you become a better football player. And then looking at the other side of the ball, I mean, Jets have a lot of offensive talent now. Aaron Rodgers came in this year. Garrett Wilson had a big year last year. And Brees uh, Hall, obviously, he's not practicing yet, but a lot of talent on that offense. So how much does it help you when you're competing in practice to go against guys like Rodgers, like Garrett Wilson? Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a great, it's a great quarterback. You know, everything that he does, you know, going against like a Hall of Fame quarterback, help you become second nature in the game. So everything he's going to give you different, everything they're going to give us in practice, you know, just competitive nature, help you, you know, when you go in the game on Sunday, it's going to be really nobody going to be able to, really touches because the different things we're going to do so we we were still in practice have you had any uh welcome to the nfl moments yet i know the pads haven't come on but has there been anything where no, you... no not, not not yet anything you've been left i mean like seeing rogers in practice seeing some of the... we've seen only twitter clips but some of those throws he's able to make i mean certainly as jets fans we've never seen that and i'm sure like your first year in the nfl the fact that you get to be on the same practice field as one of the best quarterbacks of all time has there been any other moments that you've seen where you're just like wow i can't believe i'm here uh, you know, just like every time I come out there and I see him, I was like, yeah, I used to watch up growing up with him. So I'm like, dang, you know, I was a little kid watching him and now I'm playing with him. He's like, when I, every time I walk out there and see him, he's like, dang, it's like, wait, I got to, you know, I got to check out. I'm on the same team as him now. So it's like, like this is very eye-opening. What's the biggest difference from college to the NFL so far? Again, I know pads haven't come on. You haven't been on the field yet. But just in terms of maybe the way they practice and the weight room and stuff, what, what are it's, some of the big differences? Mentally, just mentally, you know, you don't go out there and practice. You know, college, you probably have a lot of reps, you know. In, in NFL, you know, you got to catch along. And we, in the meeting, when we're doing the meeting, we're going to do on the field. And it's gonna just the next day, we're going to do something different. So it's like mentally, you got to be ready for it. And, you know, like at the end of the day, it's your job now. So it's like, you know, a doctor not going to go in there doing a surgery, only practicing one surgery. So it's like, you know, practice made perfect. So uh, it's like everything that you do that's going to help you become a better football player, you got to do it day in and day out. I think, you know, looking at the safety position, it's one of the more overlooked positions among fans because, you know, you can't really see you guys on the broadcast too much. A lot of what you do is mainly seen on the All-22, kind of off screen. So what would you tell the average fan about playing the safety position, something they might not realize that goes underappreciated and overlooked? Well, you know, the safety position is exactly what his name is, the safety. So if something goes bad, something goes down, last line of defense will be your safety. It's like, say, you got a safety in your car. You know, all that's go fat. Everything, some engine blows out and you have a safety net. You put a safety, it's going to help you stop your car. So just stuff like that, you know, whatever we do is going to be more exploited because at the end they would have lied, last line of defense. So it's like we got we, we, we to gotta be perfect. And, you know, like, that comes with the position. So, you know, that's why in practice, everything, that's why we got a great safety core now, you know. Because um, at the end of the day, you got to have a lot of guys that can push each other to help each other. And you got to have a lot of people that you can rotate so you can end up making plays and, like, have all your safety going out there being fresh when it's time to be fresh and when it's time to make big plays, the safety's going to be ready to make those big plays. Was there anybody you watched growing up that you kind of try to model your game after, even in modern NFL? 
Well, I started to watch uh, Air Reeb and uh, Modern Day, Derwin James in college. Nice. Okay. And then I saw we saw we were looking at uh, your profile that you were on the same high school team as Will Anderson. You guys get to play each other in December. What was that like? Uh, you know what? Um, you know, it was a great, you know, going into, we come from a small high school, so it's like that high school doesn't get any recognition. So to have two guys in the NFL in the same year is like really unspoken, especially coming out of high school. It's that small. But played a lot of big teams, but we wasn't that good. So it's like, it's really breathtaking. It's just an odyssey and it's like uh, a blessing. Yeah, obviously Will had a great career at Alabama, going to Houston now. And speaking of Alabama, their former quarterback uh, a couple of years ago is now with you in the AFC East, Mac Jones. Hopefully you get to play him a couple times this year because he's 4-0 against us and we don't like that. So uh, you had an interception against Mac Jones. You played against him while you were at Florida. So uh, what can you tell us about maybe some intel on stopping Mac Jones? Well, you know, you know at the end of the day, you know, Mac Jones is a great player, but you know, at the end of the day, and they got to go out there and execute and playmates got to make plays. So, you know, you got to do read your keys and then start off in practice. So, you know, that we could practice, saw different things that he does in practice and, you know, translates to the game. So whichever you do in practice, you're going to do in the game. And I end up doing that in the game. When you got to to New York, I'm, I've always been curious, how much emphasis is there and how much preparation is there on trying to handle that New York spotlight, especially in a big year? I'm sure Saul has spoken to the team a little bit about it. I know there's some rumors about hard knocks and, you know, even just being a Jets fan for my entire life, every year there's always storylines. How much preparation and emphasis does the coaching staff put on, like, trying to block out the noise? Well, you know, you just got to, you know, and there's a lot of noise coming with just in the NFL in every particular way. But, you know, like, when you got a team and a coaching staff that's um, still in your players the right things to do and, like, we're going to do this the right way and the way that they're doing this the right way, the noise really don't get to you. We all got to come and go to win a championship. The noise shouldn't get to you. So, you know, we all got one common goal. Like I said, to win a championship. The noise is something that's going to just tag along, but everything always going to be forward to winning the championship. And we've seen Sala, you know, with his AGMB, the all gas, no break. That's a, definitely something he really preaches. What does that all gas, no break uh, mean to you? Well, you know, everything that I do, you know, no matter what, I'm going to give it my all, no matter if it's in the film room, in the weight room, and everything. And like, even if I'm wrong, I still got to go as fast as I can because, you know, at the end of the day, if I do 100 miles per hour, you probably end you know, up don't make the mistake too big and what it needs to be. But, you know, like every practice, you will start, you know, running to the ball and stuff like that. It's just like, it's still in you, not just like, oh, I'm just doing this at practice. I'm going to do this outside, off the field as well, in the film room as well. All right. Uh, last question. Michael and I were very curious because we were looking at your, your college film. Obviously, you wore zero for quite a bit. There's been a lot of discussion on who's going to get to wear the number zero for the Jets this season. Uh, how what's that process like? Have you tried to put? I know you're wearing 38 right now. I know you got to make the team. Do you have any intel on who's going to be wearing zero this season, or, or are you gonna try to put your name in there? Well, you know, I'm gonna try to miss, make the uh, make the main team, the main team, make the team as well. But you know, if the, if the lower has that spot open, I, I, I definitely try to get it. What goes into choosing 38? Was that just like kind of a random assigned number? Or did you get? Yeah, you know, a random assigned number right now. You know, I can get out of it. But, you know, I'm just going to make the main thing, the main thing, making the team, you know, doing everything in my part to help the team better. Then, you know, when it's, when that time comes, you know, I choose whatever number that I got them to have. All right, last question. Uh, I don't know if you have a message to Jets fans. Obviously, you've got you've got this me phase, and then you go to training camp. Jets fans will get a, a chance to watch you in preseason and hopefully you ball out and make this team. But – what is your message to, to fans about the player they're getting in trade Dean and, and the team that they're uh, about to see in a couple of months? 
I'd miss I get to Jets fans that uh, are trading. You have a great player. You know, it's going to give it their all, you know, um, help this defense, help this team become one of the premier teams in America. And, you know, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that we can't win a championship. And I think we're going to do that. All right. Well, thank you to Trey for, for coming on the show. Always great whenever we get to talk to a player and get their perspective. Really excited about this season. I mean, every player that we've spoken to so far, we have a few interviews uh, planned uh, to come out soon. But every player that we've spoken to so far has really just been kind of repeating the same message that this is a team to compete. This is a team that's ready to win. And the, the vibes are good. So uh, best of luck to Trey. Hoping he, he can make the team. Obviously, there is uh, room in this safety depth chart. Despite being a contender, the safety position is kind of up for grabs. And, you know, last year, a guy like Tony Adams, we didn't we didn't ask him about him, but Tony Adams, undrafted free agent that not a lot of people were talking about. In fact, I would say more people are talking about Trey Dean than they were Tony Adams. And Adams snuck onto this roster. And so we'll see if uh, something similar can happen for Trey. But you can follow us at Pod on Twitter, Michael at Michael underscore Nania, myself, Ben W. Blessington. Go to JetsXFactor.com for the best place to go for Jets content. Um, subscribe to the Jets X Factor YouTube. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. I think that's it. Michael, any last thoughts? No, that was definitely a really fun interview. Like you said, it's always fun to just be able to speak to a player and get their perspective from the inside of what's going on with the team. And uh, I'm excited to see if Trey Dean can continue our very long-running track record of success with undrafted <laughs> free agents. We've hey, a- it's also, yeah, it was it was Bryce Huff. And I know yeah. John Falcon Myers wasn't undrafted, but he was still under the radar. And uh, he got a second contract. We had Hennessy on. He got a second contract. Yep. I mean, Morstead, Morstead's a vet. I'm trying to think if we've had any anybody who's, who's – well, we've had a few that I guess haven't stuck around. But, you know, I think our track record is is pretty good. But, yeah, I know he didn't really give you much hope for hitting uh, 25 reps at 225 on the bench press. But, you know. I'll, I'll get there one day. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Go Jets.